Oh, would you look at the time? It's time to see What's a Cog's Worth, the podcast where we take one specific moment in a Disney movie and see what would happen if we removed it from the movie and truly find out what is a cog's worth. Because honestly, I'm not really sure. Lumiere means light in French. What does Cogsworth mean? I'm genuinely curious. I'm here today with my good friend, Carissa Burns, fellow Disney fanatic, and we are going to discuss one specific scene in which Anna, the lovable hero in Frozen, gets hit by a shot, a bolt, a, a ray of ice from her sister at the very beginning of the movie Frozen, which came out in 2013. In this scene, you know the scene I'm talking about. Of course. You want to walk me through it? What happens? Paint a picture in my mind. Well, we have Elsa and Anna playing in their castle. And Elsa is making little towers of snow for Anna. And Anna is saying, you know, could keep doing it more and more and more. And so then Elsa is making little towers with her ice. And then she accidentally hits Anna with her ice and strikes her. And then Anna falls to the ground. You really said more, more, more. And all I could think was Augustus Gloop with the chocolate in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And then I was also thinking higher and higher, and then I just thought Icarus. But that's the wrong kind of debate that we're having here. This is by far the most important scene in the movie because what happens after this is her parents come in they take Anna and Elsa into the woods and they meet the trolls. Now the trolls live in the woods. They glow with these green gemstones and they have the ability to alter the minds of those that they come into contact with. We know this is true. You've seen Frozen. I've seen Frozen. It's a great movie. It's better than Moana. Mm? Yes? No? Do you agree? Disagree? No, I think I agree. Okay, see? Now, do you think one of the reasons for that is because it follows the classic Disney formula? No, what exactly is the classic Disney formula? So, for some context, when Frozen came out, Disney stated that they wanted the movie to follow the classic Disney formula as seen throughout most of the Disney Renaissance, which takes place from 1989 with The Little Mermaid and ends in 1999 with Tarzan. During that time, the... Disney Renaissance created a standard formula of movies that tended to work well with audiences. Bright colors, fun songs, clear plot lines, things that just made sense to watch. Some of those things um, have a clear hero and villain throughout. All of them have a love song. Uh, Little Mermaid has Kiss the Girl. There's A Whole New World with Aladdin. Pocahontas has Colors of the Wind, which they kind of grow closer through. Can you feel the love tonight in The Lion King? Uh, And something there, or Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. There is that clear love song. There's also a clear villain song. We have Poor Unfortunate Souls, The Prince Ali, The Reprise, um, when Jafar sings it. Savages or Mine, 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 both work well. Be Prepared, Hellfire, Kill the Beast. All of them have that classic formula of things that they include to perform well. Okay. Now, this is an important fact to acknowledge as it creates a sort of guideline for Frozen to follow. When the movie begins, it's clear that the love song is love is an open door between Hans and Anna. They are our clear protagonists, heroes. However, we also have Kristoff, which is an anomaly here that is different as there aren't normally two main protagonists shining through in the classic formula. But I tend to wonder, 
Why isn't there a clear villain song in Frozen? Okay, maybe it's just another anomaly, though. Or is it that the Frozen's villain song is hidden in one of the other songs? In the original plot of Frozen, Elsa was the intended villain, and Let It Go would have been her grand villain song. It's not the case, and Let It Go is not really that song anymore. However, one might argue that because that was originally the plot, that was supposed to be the villain song. But I argue that the Fixer Upper song, sung by the trolls, is Frozen's villain song. Before we dive down into what makes the song the villain song of the movie, we need to first look at another key trope in the classic Disney villain. And that is the color green. Now, throughout Disney's cinematic history, the color green has often been associated with evil. Uh, There's the apple in Snow White after it gets dipped in the cauldron. It comes out and it's got like a green shimmer before it turns that bright red. There's also the smoke around Ursula and Scar during their respective villain songs. Um, Scar, when he's walking through the smoke and Ursula, she kind of like spins around when she's like chanting her curse. Maleficent. Um, her green fire is that vibrant green when she turns into the dragon and Lady Tremaine, the evil stepmother, her eyes glow a vibrant green. You know what I'm saying? Green is very much the color that Disney has forced us to associate with evil. They have set us up as viewers to associate green with that negative evil. So it shouldn't really come as a surprise that the trolls have gemstones that shine that vibrant green. Now, this green glow only further cements that idea that the trolls are the villains of Frozen and their song further shows their evil deeds. Are you with me? Maybe. Maybe I'm with you. Okay, well, in the song, it's explained that Anna is engaged to Hans, right? And the trolls are very insistent that Kristoff is the man for her. However, it's the line... Her quote engagement is a flex arrangement. Which really stands out. As it's showing that regardless of the choices being made by Anna, Kristoff, or Hans in this situation, the trolls have that ability to change it. Get the fiance out of the way and the whole thing will be fixed. And if we remember what I said at the beginning about the most important moment in this movie, we will remember that Anna had her memories changed by these very same trolls however many years ago. What's to say that the trolls don't alter the memory of Hans in order to make him unsuitable for Anna? When would they have done that, though? I'm glad you asked. Now, I feel like you might say that the trolls had to physically touch Anna to remove the memories and alter them, to which I would say that's fair. However, Hans only had his personality altered when we see him after Elsa is captured from her ice palace. Prior to her awakening in, like, the chains in that little prison cell, Hans is seen to be protective of her and looking out for both of them. He's the one that tells the guards not to shoot to kill her. He shoots it up so that it doesn't hit her when the guards are trying to, like, crossbow Elsa in the face. You know what I'm saying? Right, but doesn't he just not want to get on Anna's bad side and kill her sister? But it's only after Hans and their party leave with Elsa, and after that moment that he becomes more of the sinister villain that he is shown to be at the end of the film. There's a faint switch that flips in his personality prior to capturing Elsa and Post. I'm arguing that the trolls have altered his memories on the way back to Arendelle as they are the reason Hans becomes the way he is. Therefore, the trolls are the true villains of Frozen because when he is walking through back to Arendelle, he has to go through the woods. Who lives in the woods? The trolls. Mm -hmm. So... 
it's not out of the context of belief. It's not out of that realm of possibility that Hans and company, they're trudging through like, yes, we got Elsa. We'll save Anna. It's great. And then the trolls just go in and get rid of the memory. Okay. But why would we not know that? Because this is a movie for children. Okay, but this means, all the other Disney villains are very clear, clear cut. Yes, because those are, as we already stated, those are part of the classic Disney formula. They followed a set schedule. This Disney has said they want to pay homage to that. And they have done so in a way that both keeps the movie interesting and new for younger audience audiences, as this is also one of the first movies to introduce that twist villain with Hans, even though he's technically not the villain, because again... You can't be a villain if you weren't in control of the things you were doing. Yeah, but you don't have any concrete proof of that. We know that the trolls have adopted Kristoff as one of their own. Fact or not? Well, that's, that's a fact. So wouldn't you say that the trolls who care for Kristoff like a son only want what's best for him? And they see, oh look, a nice girl coming into our home for the first time ever. You've heard the lyrics to Fixer Upper. They don't think that there's a lot going for Kristoff. They, they have a lot of flaws with him. But her prior engagement is a flex arrangement because they can alter the memories of people. Or just because she's only known the man for like a few days. If we're going by that logic, she's known Kristoff even less time. Yes, that's true. And she wasn't planning on marrying him. I can see your point, but also, she believes it's true love with Hans. She does. Who's to say it's not real? Well, she was pretty quick to jump to that conclusion, though. You don't just, like, jump in and say, Whew, I'm in true love now. Right. You don't just jump right in. That's cool. We can argue that. Mm -hmm. But then by that logic, you have Kristoff Nana, who, just after this meeting, Kristoff says, I gotta get you back to Hans. He's the one you love. And then magically, while this is happening, he's like, oh. No, I love her. And then you have Olaf being like, wow, you really just went and gave her to the man. And that must really be an act of true love because now you're not going back. And then he goes back and it's that whole funny, like, Olaf goes, wow, I guess you didn't love her. But clearly he does, which doesn't fit with your, you can't fall in love that quick. Well, you can, but I feel like. So I, you I can can't. if it's so, Kristoff. No, no, no. So I feel like she was just really like looking for that. Like that was her goal was to just like find someone. She's been trapped in her castle her whole entire life. She's been living in isolation and now she has the opportunity to go meet people. She's just like jumping in without really having any sort of idea of what she's getting herself into and like no boundaries for, well, I need to protect myself. And like, maybe she felt like she was falling in love, but that does not mean that it was reciprocated in the same way. I understand what you're saying, but I think this is a different, we are taking a different train of topic here because now we are arguing the love between Hans and Kristoff for Anna and how genuine each of those is. However, neither of those disproves the fact that prior to Elsa getting captured, Hans acts completely different to how he does post that scene. Right. Why in that situation would he need to flip that switch? He doesn't. He doesn't need to. There is no point in that time frame 
that should make Hans go from, I need to protect Elsa and get her back to the castle and keep her safe. Put her in like the magic suppressing chain so that she can't hurt anybody and fix winter and turn it back to how it should be. And then just magically after that, he goes and says, actually, I'm going to kill you and then your sister and then I'll take over. Seems like a very stark difference there. I think, though, when she was, like, free in the mountains, uh, he would not, I don't know, he wouldn't have, I guess I see the point that you are bringing up about how he brought her back safely. But he did, in his evil plot to take over, need to have them both be dead. If that's the case, though, why didn't he either, one, just let her get killed in the castle, two, kill her on the way back to the castle and just say, hey, I couldn't find her. She didn't make it. She died in the mountains. Would have been so much easier. Instead, he takes her back, then says, I'm going to kill you here. Either way, Anna wouldn't have known that her sister was dead. Okay, but also, why didn't he kill her then on the way back after his memory was altered? If you're arguing that his memory was altered, why didn't he just like, oh, my memory's altered, now I'm going to kill you because you're here. Because we need to look at why the trolls are the villains. The trolls are not the villains because they want to cause chaos. They are the villains because they are manipulating other people to get their son to a happy ending. That happy ending cannot exist if Hans kills Elsa. Okay. Therefore, the trolls are making Hans to be that negative, hateable guy, but he's not a killer. If he wanted to kill her, he could have done that before the trolls interfered, regardless of after the fact. I'm saying he's not like a Cruella de Vil kind of villain. He's more of a... I'm trying to think of a villain that doesn't want murder. It's tough. It really is. Um, So he's not like the classic Disney villains, Brandon. Jafar. Jafar didn't want to murder anybody. He just wanted the he wanted the crown. Yeah. Ursula didn't want to kill anybody. She just wanted the power. But they would all be willing to sacrifice a life for But what? do we know that? Well, yeah, because Ursula, Ursula was gonna basically just like let Ariel be one of her little minion things. Ah, but see, Ariel signed a contract. She knew the rules she was playing. Also, none of those things none of the mermaids died. Ursula never killed anybody. No, but they were not living anymore in the, their life. They, were, they didn't have the same life. But I don't know that that's her fault. Okay. All right, so that's going to be episode two where we discuss whether or not Ursula was really a villain. I think, I think we're finding the niche topic of this podcast. Okay. However, this still comes back to the main purpose of the podcast, I guess. Without the integral cog that is that scene where Elsa hits Anna. Without that, there is no basis for which the trolls can be the villain because we would not know about their mind-altering powers. Had that scene been removed from the film and it was just Elsa has powers, Anna doesn't know about them, I would agree with you and say, yes, Hans is the villain. However, because of this one scene, I would argue that you could say either the trolls or Hans are the villain based on how you look at it. And that 
is the Cogsworth. <laughs>